situation in the ground is undescribable. You know, what we are witnessing is uh, is really beyond um, the imagination. The, the, the toll this, this war is taking is really um, huge and seems um, unprecedented. You know, the, the amount of pressure that has is being put on the civilian population is really uh, intense. Um, the reports that we are receiving actually from the field uh, showing that uh, the uh, over over eleven hundred Palestinians have been uh, have been killed since the start of this uh, of this um, escalation, uh, and around five thousand three hundred forty been uh, been injured. A very high number, you know, if compared to the previous escalations to be reported uh, within uh, three to four days of uh, of uh, of, uh, of escalation there is um, some sort of mass destruction you know across the Gaza Strip particularly when it comes to residential buildings so far we received reports reports suggesting that up to 25,000 housing units have been have been damaged including up to 10% of them being um, destroyed or rendered uh, unusable. At, as as we speak, the number of displaced people is around has has reached to three hundred and forty thousand people. Up to sixty five percent of them are being now hosted at uh, UNRWA schools or UNRWA shelters, either designated emergency emergency shelters or uh, normal normal schools. Um, so the situation is is really tough, as being also complicated by by the cut of the um, supply chains. That is um, uh, basically as a result of the closure of the of the um, commercial um, crossings between Gaza and Israel, and also and also with Egypt. If we talk about the scale of response of the UN agencies in the occupied Palestinian territory right now, so can you tell us more about the scale of that response? We're trying to respond to the to, to those in need as much as uh, as we could or as much as we are able to to do to do so. So the since the the, the second day of the start of the uh, escalation, then the intelligence contingency plan has been activated, and all the different associated uh, teams and setups has also been activated to support uh, the the response. There has been um, measures that uh, that mean to reprogram some of the designated uh, funds uh, uh, to, to ensure that the humanitarian community is able to, to respond. Um, uh, a lot is going on in terms of supporting um, the health response and the, uh, and response to the internally displaced people and also to respond to the other um, other type of, um, of, uh, of needs. With all said, you know, the humanitarian community is, uh, is trying to, to respond as much as as resources is available or access is or safe access is guaranteed or 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 um, able to reach actually out to the to the to the um, impacted areas what are the main challenges facing uh, humanitarian workers on the ground right now you know gaza has been both under um, under blockade for the past um, 16 years, you know, there has been already very dire humanitarian conditions here here in Gaza. This uh, this uh, this new crisis just uh, simply came on the top of uh, multiple crises that Gaza has been having over the past uh, 20 years. Actually, you know, Gaza is uh, one of the most populated or most densely populated uh, area uh, across uh, the globe. Actually, and is uh, 
is lacking uh, the basic resources due to, due to the long years of Israeli block, uh, occupation, due to the blockade, due to the political divide, due to the recurrent, you know, um, uh, uh, escalations, armed escalations, you know, and this crisis actually did come on the top of these all multiple crises that Palestinians have been going on. So the response is extremely challenged here. You know, there is extreme lack of the basics. You know, prior to the start of this last conflict, up to 62% of the Gaza population were having serious issues securing their basic foods. You know, I mean, unemployment rate uh, was around 47%. Poverty was hitting around 60%. So all these statistics are all, all to show that the situation was already so tough prior to the start of this uh, crisis. So this crisis just brought additional, very complex uh, kind of um, kind of uh, layer that is added um, to the civilian population and are now um, like making their life uh, e- even even harder. You know. So but the humanitarian community is trying to, to respond um, despite that the resources available in Gaza is. Uh, is not um, is not enough. Uh, there is there has been an almost complete cut of the supply chains. Uh, uh, resources are are, uh, are not uh, uh, for the last couple of days are not uh, being authorized to, to 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 come to Gaza. It's becoming uh, over uh, the, the the best days uh, extremely challenging for the humanitarian. Uh, workers to deploy to the feed where the impact is and actually going to the impacted area for assessments or for for delivery or even for for rescue is uh, is extremely challenged we got uh, reports you know about um, uh, about medical crews being um, being being killed or being um, uh, injured uh, when trying to to provide um, um, uh, or evacuate um, the, the the wounded uh, so far, there is um, no any safe passages or corridors uh, uh, for the civilian population to to use or for the humanitarian community also to use. So the the, the challenges are are really high. We are trying to to, to find the solutions actually for uh, for addressing the most priority um, needs of the population. But despite these all uh, challenges, but again the challenges are really really. Um, uh, in this situation that we are having now, so can you tell us more about how the UN agencies operate to deliver aid uh, currently and in the past conflicts, uh, the lessons learned from the past conflicts in Gaza? You know, um, maybe I've said that this conflict is uh, is maybe different than all the previous conflicts. The toll of the conflict is uh, is really higher. Uh, uh, what we are seeing today is beyond actually all the scenarios that has been expected. You know, as I said to you, the the toll is like really, really hard and high. Uh, we are trying actually to to respond with the resources that is available. You know, all the system has been mobilized to 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 identify urgent priorities. We are able to identify some of the urgent uh, priorities to try to respond uh, accordingly. But again, you know, as, as I said, you know, the situation has, prior to the start of this conflict, uh, was dire and is, 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 is so hard. I think that the situation uh, continues to evolve and continues for a long period. I think we will be getting into a more disastrous situation. Imagine, you know, t- today as we speak, in Gaza is enjoying an almost com- 
complete blackout, you know. Uh, luckily, I'm sitting at the NDP uh, office uh, here in Gaza where we can have some uh, some um, some light, but across the whole Gaza Strip, there's a, a com- an almost complete blackout because of the solar power plant in Gaza has been forced to shut down completely today. Israel has ordered a, a complete cut of the power supply to Gaza on the 8th of October. So you can you can imagine it actually when it comes to the service of the hospitals, to the service of the uh, water providers, you know, to to other very essential basic provisions. You know, the, without one element that is electricity, I do believe that by by just one driver, you know, Gaza can become really an extremely disastrous situation you know there, there has been so much of pressure on the infrastructure of the uh, of, of, of sewage networks you know uh, possible uh, failure of the sewage bomb station can 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 lead to the, the discharge of huge amount of untreated sewage into the populated areas at this point of time now actually every minute passes actually makes it makes it worse